Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life, but I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 29, Captivatingly More Than Enough. Hey peeps. So when you guys actually get to listen to this, um, the time would have passed from kind of what I'm going to talk about. Um, So just know when I say this weekend, when you're hearing it, it won't be this weekend. But this weekend, I had the pleasure and the opportunity to attend the leadership retreat that my church hosts annually and this is my first time going and there was a ton of expectations a ton of concerns and and anxiety um and the reason why there was an an anxiety for a couple of reasons one because I've never gone before and it's such a big event and then this is my first time participating as a as a B group leader or Bible study leader or belong leader. Um, there's so many different terms for it. So, you know, I'm kind of like a rookie, so I don't necessarily know what to expect. Um, I also, we were rooming with people, so I didn't necessarily seek out anybody to see who would be there and, you know, who I could share a room with. And that was intentional because I literally, you know, was asking God, so whomever you want me to be in the room with, um, that meeting and that encounter is going to be so intentional. And it was all of that. And while I probably won't get to touch on that piece of it, um, just know that I'll get around to saying how, you know, God listens to every every cry and moan and, and, and desire of your heart. And don't think that he's not acting on your behalf he does it in his timing and he does it in such a way that there is absolutely no second guessing where it came from or how it was orchestrated but nonetheless um went to this retreat and you know everything about it was so on point to kind of some of my thought processes and i'll say this which makes me so excited so I went there and I definitely, you know, wanted to hear the vision of the church and where we're going and all the things that we, you know, are looking to to do as a as a unit. But what I love about God is that he dropped so many confirmations throughout that day and a half of things that I didn't even have top of mind. And that's why I say he addresses all of those cries, those desires, those moanings, those grumblings, like all the things that we don't even know sometimes that we're wanting to entreat him on. And he does it in such a way to where you know that it's him. Because of course, going to the retreat, I had my plan of action and kind of what I was looking to see and hear and all of that. Well, I'm going to fast forward to the very last session that was held and it was a a time of prayer and it was funny how the the schedule changed a little bit but don't ever think that god doesn't disrupt the whole flow of things just for you and while 
the sophistication of the God we serve is is super exciting because while I believe wholeheartedly and I know that he changed things around for me, there were probably 500 other people that he did that for as well. So um, the pastor assembled all of the all of the the campus pastors or wives up there to do um, prayer for all of the leaders that had attended and so on and so forth and the men went with the men the women went with the women and I was probably one of the last um three or four rows that was going up so you know you're, you're seeing the faces you can feel the presence of God and everything about it is just exciting right and um I'm sitting there thinking and I'm, I'm worshiping and I'm, I'm doing more thinking than worshiping, if I can be honest. And I think that happens to us a lot that we are trying to be in that moment. But our mind is racing. And while the things that I was thinking of were definitely in line with what was going on, I still was not focused as intently on the worship experience as I could have been. But, hey, you know, that's that's reality sometimes. So, you know. I heard what the prayer was about and that it was going to be, you know, to whatever it is that, that each leader is kind of dealing with, um, you know, to to come in alignment with them so they can go out and just do whatever is necessary. So as I'm walking up there, I am standing kind of waiting until I'm called to be paired with a person and I'm thinking about, so what is it that I, that I want to say? What is it that... You know I'm gonna be axed and you know it's so funny how sometimes we are so wanting to stay in whatever moment we think we're in and what I mean by that is is that we're there talking about vision and where the church is going where our belong groups are going and all of that so I'm trying to like navigate my thoughts about what what comes underneath that heading and so by the time I get up there and the young woman asked me, so, so what is it? What is this something that you, you want me to stand in agreement of? And I paused and before I knew it, I started telling her that I want her to stand in agreement with me in believing that I am more than enough. And I went on to tell her that I second guess myself so much. I'm in my head. I'm overthinking. I'm all over the place. And it all stems from me not thinking that I'm enough. That, you know, I have enough. God has given me enough. That I am the person that he has chosen to do X, Y, and Z. And so as she began to pray for me and just really speak into my life, like everything that she was saying came into agreement with my desire so it's interesting that you know you can hear people all day long tell you that you know you're great at this and you're a blessing here you're a blessing there but if you don't believe it if you don't receive it if you are not in a place of of feeling like you are you are worthy of God bestowing something on you, then it just becomes words. And I and I hate that. I mean, I can't think of another word to use, but hate. But I hate that people can see things in me that I struggle with seeing in myself. And on one hand, we look at that and we can talk about humility and we can talk about, 
you know, the grace and, and all of those things. But on the other hand, what what I articulated to her is, is that because I struggle with believing that I'm more than enough and that, yes, God didn't, God did indeed choose me and I didn't just fall out of the sky and this is where I landed, that it keeps me from being bold like I want to. So case in point, you know, God will give me all sorts of, of things and ideas and topics and excuse me, places to go and people to talk to. And at times I will fight through it, right? And I don't necessarily want to be cocky with it and like, yeah, and just run up on people and this is what God has told me. But I definitely want to have a confidence in him to be able to carry out those assignments. And so, you know, as she's praying and she starts saying some things that I know for sure that she wouldn't know. And so she started talking about, you know, God waking me up in the middle of the night with these things. And for those of you who know me, my sleep is so random sometimes. So I would like to apologize to anybody who may not get certain responses from me at certain times of night because I literally call it like before sleep napping sometimes because God just will get me up at two o'clock in the morning and it's a whole situation. So as she's saying these things, I I kind of opened my eyes and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So you already know what the deal is and what's going on. But nonetheless, as she wrapped things up and she started, you know, explaining to me that it's not so much about me being enough, but it's about God being enough. And as long as I believe that, then I can conquer anything. I can walk through any door confidently because God is there and he's already gone before me. So that's the first piece of this. The second piece of it is, is just continuing to just look at what I bring to the table. So let me give you a little background. And so I was trying to explain this to my mom on yesterday and I and I kind of said it wrong. But, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I'm grateful that my ex-husband abandoned me. And she was like, well, to me, he didn't really abandon you. And I was like, well, I mean, not necessarily abandoned me, but, you know, he decided to walk away from me. And at the moment in which he walked away from me, my life began to unfold very differently. So I talked about it on another podcast and and you'll hear me touch on it, not because I'm harping on the 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 divorce or that, you know, I'm sad about it. It it, it just was the the caveat to so many things taking place. So as I'm telling her, you know, I'm grateful for the abandonment. Um I kind of changed how I explained. I was like, you know, I'm grateful that at the point in which he did, and she explained, so I'm kind of, I'm going to try and keep this as concise as possible. She kind of explained that, you know, had it been of his own, he would have tried to stay, work it out, do whatever the case is, but that had to be removed or that situation had to be removed so I can be all that God wanted me to be and you know that is a very touchy subject especially if there's anybody out there who's at that crossroads you know not saying my situation is yours 
whatever the case is. But nonetheless, you know, while it opened up some opportunities, my relationship with God changed drastically. You know, I became more active in church. It's funny, the church that he brought me to or that he invited me to, and I was kicking and screaming about going because it wasn't what I was used to and it was different and everything about it was, you know, just not what I saw, but you know, I'm just going to stop right here and say thank you God for that because it, because it has truly been, you know, my backbone throughout this whole situation. But nonetheless, you know, I think about all the things that kind of unfolded spiritually for me, just a deeper connection with God, you know, God being able to speak to me and show me things that I can now see come to pass, this podcast being one of them. Um, but at the same token, there was a scar. There was a scar on my heart that made me feel abandoned, made me feel like, so what was wrong with me? What was I missing? What could I have not, um, what did I not do more of? You know, had I been different, would this have changed? And so, Going back to the prayer and when, you know, the I am enough was kind of twofold, I literally, you know, walked back to my seat, tears streaming down my face. Oh my God, it was such an emotional moment, but it jump-started something in me. And as I, as I went to my seat, the pastor gets up and gives some closing remarks and he began to say to the to the group about God being more than enough and that, you know, we of our own merit and measures, you know, are nothing, right? But with God, you know, we can be everything. And I kind of chuckled a little bit and I was telling my mom this and I'm like, hey, was he standing there in the middle of my prayer? Did he know what she and I were talking about? But it was just more confirmation of what I needed to hear. So what I love about this weekend is that I went there with some very specific things and you know open to some things that were on on one wavelength but God knew that that was a turning point for me right and so fast forward um and I'm gonna make sure that I I give you the the scripture that that gave me the 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 episode title of captivatingly more than enough so you can kind of see all of how it ties in but when I came back home I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and I just began to tell him you know how I saw myself and how others see me and it was an odd something because it's almost like you know standing in the mirror saying I am beautiful and how sometimes we shy away from that because we don't want it to come across as conceited or arrogant but as I'm confessing to him you know who I am, what I've been created to become, and the the value that I add to others, it was so powerful. And I wholeheartedly believe that that moment began to develop when I began to take that thought captive about not being enough and what does enough look like and what did I need to begin to speak over myself. And it's funny because, you know, I've gone through this life kind of wanting, you know, people to confirm things with me. And it, and it's interesting is that 
God has equipped me to be able to recite his promises, stand firm on his word, and really trust and believe that what he says about me is it, right? So as I'm talking to him, I'm speaking over myself. I am I am coming in 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 line or coming in alignment with some things that he has said to me. And it was just a game changer. And so I remember um earlier this year or it might have been the 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 ending of last year, I'm not really sure. You know, I share with my group power thoughts. And I also have done a devotion about power thoughts, but one of the ones that stuck out to me the most because it is probably where i struggle the most is what i am thinking because what i am thinking typically produces fruit sometimes good fruit sometimes bad fruit and so one of the scriptures there and it's so funny how we can hear people say um a piece of a scripture and we tag onto it and hold on to it but don't really at times take a moment to really dig in just to at least be able to quote where the scripture came from and so it's one of those ones that i've heard before may have even talked about before but once i began to read it and understand it i'm like oh my god that is exactly what goes on so the scripture is second corinthians 10 and 5 and so i'm gonna do something a little bit different I'm going to read it from two different versions and I'm also going to share some of the the scriptures around it and how it applies to this podcast. So again, the the key scripture is 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, but we're going to start at verse 3 and continue on to verse 5. And so this is the the Christian Standard Bible um little plug It is a Bible specifically for women. So all the devotions and stuff are there. It's the She Reads Truth Bible. So it's adorable. It's pink. It's great. Um, And I love it. I love love girly things. But I'm going to read it first. And then I'm going to read the same scriptures from the Living Bible. So verse 3. For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of the knowledge of God, excuse me. And we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So I'm going to read in the in the New Living Bible as well. It is true that I am an ordinary, weak human being, but I don't use human plans and methods to win my battles. I use God's mighty weapons, not those made by men, to knock down the devil's strongholds. These weapons can break down every proud argument against God and every wall that can be built to keep men from finding him. With these weapons, I can capture rebels and bring them back to God and change them into men whose heart's desire is obedience to Christ. So again, most of us have heard, take every thought captive, right? And I love that because that's typically what we have to do. But how do you do that? Because it's so easy to, and and the world will have us, man, (laughs) walking around, you know, I can just change my thoughts. I can just, 
you know, decide that I'm going to be happy in. And, and, and to a certain extent, that's a thing, right? But taking every thought captive is going to initially start with understanding what God's word says about me, about my life, about my situation, about my circumstances, about my future. Because if I don't have that knowledge, if I don't have that that belief of what he says, then how do I cast down those thoughts? So let's let's take in in consideration the I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or you know, I'm not pretty enough or whatever. If I had no clue what God says about me. If I if I had no idea that, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am precious and honored in his sight, and that, you know, he is concerned about everything that concerns me and that I can cast every care, worry, fear, doubt, whatever. If I did not know that, then how do I take those thoughts captive? And that is so important to saturate yourself with the word and not just saturate yourself with the word, but start living and walking out those things that he says. That means coming into alignment with other believers, right? Because in that moment of prayer, I had to surrender right then and there. I had to come under authority of what this woman was speaking into me, what she was going to God on, on, on my behalf on, because if I did not, it would be empty words. I would be standing up there for a few moments to say I did, but I had to surrender and I had to go up there with a sincere expectancy that, and it's funny, I didn't even know what it was I was going to ask her, but knowing that once I came up there that my faith was going to align with her faith and it was going to be something magical and so when i think about the scriptures and it talks about you know the 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 weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but are powerful through god for the demolition of strongholds so we all know and we've heard about you know we're not fighting against flesh and blood, right? So it's not a person. It, it wasn't my 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 ex-husband who I felt like abandoned me. It's not even about him, right? It's about the enemy who wanted me to believe something that God had already told me that I wasn't. God had already confirmed before I even entered this world who I would be and how I would think, what I would look like, how, you know, I would engage other people. But the enemy wanted so badly for me to see myself differently. And he would use everything possible to get me to come under his authority to doubt myself. Because think about it. If if I'm thinking that I'm less than, if I'm not thinking that, you know, I can do a lot for the kingdom of God through God, then I would literally just go to work, come home and just entreat in, right? But you have to bring those thoughts under captive or you have to you have to make sure that you take those thoughts captive in order to be able to truly believe and live out what the word of God says. And so, you know, I think about the importance of that, right? So I'm coming back and I'm ready to be fired up for my group and, you know, all the things I want to share with them. But God knew that I needed to 
get in alignment with what he says about me in order to be able to do that. Because here's the deal, and I kind of mentioned it. Um, oh, sorry. I will mention it. Can't tell you. It's in an unreleased podcast. But nonetheless, I think about the fear that I sometimes have about taking a step, whether it be at work, whether it be new assignments, whether it be God has given me something for my group and he says, take charge and go or in relationships or even the ability to love and just let go and be loved. It all starts with me believing that God says that I am worthy of these things in him and me believing that he wants me to have an abundant life and believing that I was made for more and believing that he loves me so much that he wants me to experience life on a whole different level. And God knew that in this weekend that I had to see that differently. And I don't know what's on the horizon. That's the, the fun and the... And the semi-scary part is that while I needed to come in alignment with understanding that he has created in me something powerful, that it is just a stepping stone to wherever it is that he's going to have me to go. And so you guys know, you've heard me say a year 38, because I turned 38 this year, for those of you just listening, that this was the year that I got up. And part of getting up is understanding what I was created for, understanding that, you know, I have no desire to walk through this life timid and shy and afraid and and ridden with worry, doubt, fear, and anxiety, and that this was the year that I got up. And the getting up was changing that old way of thinking. So as the scripture says, you know, the, the demolition of strongholds. So getting rid of those things that are keeping me bound. And typically, it is what I think about me. It's what I think about the blessings that God has bestowed upon me. So as you guys are listening to this, I challenge you to take a deeper dive into those scriptures and then ask yourself, how does it apply to me? What is it that I need to take captive? What is it that I need to demolish? What is it that I need to submit, surrender to God so he can get me in the place that I need to be? And I believe wholeheartedly that once you do, you just like I will believe that I am, we are, you are, captivatingly more than enough thanks guys for listening for these brief moments i'm so excited and on fire to be able to share with you guys this journey of becoming unapologetically free in christ one of the things that i just get pumped up about is that just as much as i am hoping and praying that the things that i'm sharing are a blessing to you They are a blessing to me. It is a constant reminder of the work that God is doing in my life and a constant reminder that his promises never fail. So until next time, have a great day on purpose.